Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Broads Who Binge. I'm Marissa. And I'm Molly. And this is actually a mini episode where one of us does a surprise show and tells the, the other one about it. Um, Molly, are you yes. ready? Yes, I am so ready. Um, How's your week been, mm. girl? What's going on? What's new yeah, in Yeah, I, God, it's like, I wish that I had something super exciting to say. Like, I'm so boring in quarantine. I just like watch TV. I bake. I did just bake some um, yellow cupcakes with candied ginger on them. So that's like a pretty big Ooh. deal. That sounds good. I'm so mad that I don't live by you. I actually probably would be obese, so it's good. But your baking just always looks so Thank yummy. you. I'm trying. These these came out pretty good. Um, As we speak, my dog is humping his bed. So that's, like, always action-packed at the Marissa household. Um, yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm like... There's no fornicating going on in my house, unfortunately. There's a lot of banging here. It's not necessarily me, but <laughs> it's like some vigorous banging. Well, that's someone's get someone's gotta someone's get it gotta in. get it in. Um, gosh, what else? Um, I had some great dominoes last night. I know you respected Domino's moment. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, what did you get? Yeah. Um, this was sort of out there, but I ended up doing a pepperoni and jalapeno order. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I was feeling spicy. Um, so that was pretty cool. I also discovered I, I need to take five PTO days before October 1st, which is really tricky when you can't really go anywhere. So I know. I want you to come visit me so bad, but I obviously understand that it's, like, not super safe to travel and that we're it's in a so pandemic. It's so hard because it's, like, flights are literally three fifty to, like, get anywhere, like, $3.50. And it's, like, yeah. all the – I get all these emails that from United or whatever that are, like, travel to Chicago for $1. Also, it's refundable. Also, you can change it. Also, we don't even care if you take the flight. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Please stop. It's painful. I know. Uh, uh, well, you always have a place here. Well, thank you um, for when I begin traveling again in 2029. I know. I I totally understand. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, so I guess, you know, primarily I've been um, watching TV. I guess, like, my boyfriend recently bought a house, so... I've been going there. That's exciting. Yeah. Congrats. Um, wow, I wasn't sure I was going to give his name out. But... Oh, sorry. <laughs> we can we edit, might that. Have to edit that. <laughs> let me think. Let me think <laughs> on it. Um, okay. yes. His name that's a fake name I gave. <laughs> I might see if I can oh. bleep it out. That would be actually really funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyways, that's the scoop here. Um, okay, so I want to begin by saying I will absolutely be giving spoilers about this show, but okay. it does not matter, matter because this show is awful. I hated it so much. It's the first yeah. show we covered where I literally hated it. I would yes. rather, like, um... 
oh my I would rather like go to the doctor and get a blood test than watch this show but I did finish it so I don't know what that says wow it's been actually like almost a month since I watched this show so let's make sure that I remember it um Okay, so I'm talking about Hollywood on Netflix. Do you know, have you heard of that? Yeah, I saw that pop up, but I never watched it because you did. So I just let you watch it for me. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for that. I I Mm -hmm. definitely took one for the team here. I guess I could sum up my experience of watching the show to my pervasive thought through all eight or ten hours, whatever it is, was are we all just going to sit here and pretend this is good? yikes like okay so ryan it's a ryan murphy show he's the writer director and is producer. he the glee dude yes okay okay so he like always i feel like gets a ton of credit he's like written a ton of stuff like glee american horror story pose which i actually do like pose um and the politician and See, I, think, I don't like any of those shows exactly like i like pose but the rest i think are terrible and like I feel like we're really in the minority here. I feel like people love Ryan Murphy. They think he's so creative and, like, writes such good shows. I think that he, like, actually, like, all of his shows are really half-baked and are way overhyped. I mean, from the shows that you've said, I have not watched Pose or this one. But, I, yeah, I would agree with you completely. You couldn't even make it through The Politician, right? No, I couldn't finish the first season. Yeah, I have no desire to watch the second season. I think it's stupid. I don't know. Like, he must be either have a ton of clout in Hollywood or be really likable because he gets huge name stars and all his stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe they get paid well. I don't know. Like, maybe. Um, I also find him, like, kind of scary. His, like, affect seems really scary. So I'm, like, scared that he's sending out henchmen. Now that I'm, like, saying how bad his stuff is. But, look, I can't lie. I mean, and now that we said your boyfriend's name, he's got two facts that he can... That's right. He can find me. I I am going to bleep out. Bleep it out. (laughs) I hope I can figure it out. You Um, can. Also, okay, so, for example, in Hollywood, he gets, like, really famous people like Queen Latifah, Dylan McDermott, Darren Chris, Jim Parsons, Patti Lapone. Like, all these big-name people, so you think that it's, like, going to be good because it has this all-star lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, did I mention it was on Netflix? No, but I knew that, okay. so. So it was, and on IMDb, it, it received a 7.6 out of 10, but on Rotten Tomatoes, it received a 57%. Ooh, that's bad. That's closer aligned to what I would say but if I was rating it I'd give it like a 21 percent wow okay yep so here's what it's about it's a mini series and it's about like aspiring actors and filmmakers in Hollywood following World War II um they're like trying really hard to to all make it in the industry essentially So apparently, like, the critics thought that the acting was really good from the cast, but that the tone writing and artistic license was, like, really stupid. Um, And as I mentioned, I did watch the whole thing, which 
like in hindsight, I'm like, why did I waste the time? But like, I'm curious, like, what is your threshold for a bad show? Like how, how long will you give it? I am, I think I have two thresholds. So <laughs> sorry, this, I'm going to two part. Um, I will start a show and if Sometimes I can tell within like the first five minutes that I'm going to hate it and I will turn it off. I won't even give it a full episode if I'm being like drama queen Molly. Then there are times where I will make it a good four to five episodes of like hour long episodes. I'll invest like five hours and be like, okay, this is not for me. But I've also like shows like Breaking Bad. I've gone like two or three seasons because they were so hyped and I was like, well, maybe eventually I'm going to like it. So I think I have a wide a wide range of time it just kind of depends on probably like the mood I'm in that day to be perfectly frank well that actually makes me feel better because I was starting to feel bad about myself that I um do the same thing I do in bad relationships <laughs> with t- bad tv shows I just <laughs> waited out for the other person just to waited it. out it might get better no I've totally done that with multiple shows okay that makes me feel better like this was bad but I saw it through and I think part of it is that I love a period piece. Like, I love Mad Men. I love Mrs. Maisel. Um, so I thought that that could, like, get me through it, but it's not good. Okay, so. Yeah, especially when stuff is good on paper. I feel like my new thing is if stuff is good on paper, then you, like, want to like it. And so you're like, I'm supposed to love this show. This show ch- tech- checks ticks. Wow every box for me but exactly. it's actually not good no exactly um okay so here's some like major spoilers given in the like um cliff notes version written by someone who hates the show okay <laughs> okay so the main actor um who's actually very hot i would say that's like the best part of the show Okay, did we get any full frontal or no? Um, no, I think we see his butt though. I think we see full full backle. Okay. <laughs> full posterior. <laughs> full backle <laughs> nudity. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so he's hot. He plays this guy, Jack Costello. He like can't get casted because he's actually a terrible actor all throughout the show, but he's very hot. But he also has a wife who's pregnant with twins, so he's like, fuck, I need a job. So he ends up working at a car wash for a very creepy Dylan McDermott who owns the car wash. So okay. are you attracted to Dylan McDermott typically? Who is Dylan? Who's that? Who is that? He's in like other stuff. Okay, no, I just genuinely don't know. Let me Sorry. Look. Let me look it up. Like, he's actually in, like, a lot of other things where he's normally what does he look like? He's cute. He's, like, brooding and dark hair. Um, How do I not know this? Sorry, I'm scared. If I scroll up while I'm on my phone, is this going to, like, pause this recording? Or can I I think Google you him? can look. You can look him up. He's he's very attractive. Oh, okay. But, okay, okay so he that. is the opposite of attractive in this show. He's very creepy looking and acting. Well, not only does he seem creepy, but his car wash is actually a front for a male prostitute. Oh, okay. I know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his car wash is not a car wash at all. It's actually just a cover for 
a male prostitute service. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. I didn't see it was taking this turn. I didn't either. And so that's where it ended the first episode. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm in for a little more. Yeah, for sure. If we're thinking this is a show on gigolos, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was more into it. Okay, so totally. apparently because he's so hot and he, like, bangs really well, women like him. And so one Yeah, of- I mean, check yeah. out. <laughs> It checks out. Check the boxes. Um, so one of the women that he um, is, one of his clients is the wife of a studio head. So she starts casting him in things. That's mm. his big break. Got it. Okay. Casting house reverse. I kind of like that. I like that it's flipping the script. I didn't mind that part. Yeah. But meanwhile, he is competing for roles with Rock Hudson, which... Do you know the story of Rock Hudson? No. Am I supposed to Google him too? Wow. I don't know any yeah, of Yeah. Yeah. You can. I think here's part of the problem with the show and why they criticize the artistic license. I would say 14% of this show is based off of real people and real events. But then the rest is like very wildly different. Oh, yeah. I have no idea who this guy is, but he's from Winnetka, which is a suburb of Chicago. That's exactly right. So Rock Hudson, the real story of Rock Hudson was that he was a closeted um, gay actor and he was very hot. He was a heartthrob. Women loved him, but he essentially spent his whole life closeted. That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And actually, they exploit it a lot in this show and make it even sadder. Like, he's not a good actor. He's kind of an idiot. He's um, dating one of the other male prostitutes who's actually an aspiring screenwriter. And that part of the story is really sweet. But Jim Parsons is like a creepy um, Weinstein kind of agent that like, like keeps like essentially trafficking Rock Hudson. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like very creepy. Yeah, I don't love that. I do actually like Jim Parsons, though. That's the only person I've known this whole time. That's the other thing is, like, I think that they made his character so outlandish that he was supposed to be sort of a a breath of fresh air, I guess, or, like, sort of like an Ari from Entourage, but he's, like, so unlikable that it's, like, it's actually painful when he's in a scene. Oh. Yeah, he's so creepy, and he's, like, sex trafficking his clients. Yeah, no, we don't love that. No. Okay, so somehow, Rock Hudson's boyfriend, the aspiring screenwriter who's also a gigolo, he, he's black, which is relevant to the story because at this point, essentially, if you're African-American, you have no shot making it in Hollywood unless you're going to yep. be, like, a yep. very stereotypical, like, slave. Yeah. Okay, so he's not that good, but he, his movie gets cast um jack costello even though he's not that good gets the lead over rock hudson um rock hudson is somehow not upset about the fact that he gets a very minor role instead in the show and it's a huge deal that they don't want to cast a black woman lead but they end up doing it because she's the director played by darren chris's girlfriend all of it is like kind of stupid if I'm being honest. So the studio faces major backlash because she's black and the screenwriter is black. 
But in the end, it gets made and everyone wins Oscars and they're all happy. Um, Like, it's like no big deal. And so, like, there were parts of the show that I liked, like, like the nod to Rock Hudson. But then it was like, or like, I liked that they showed how messed up it was that like black actors and minority actors were not taken seriously. Like, apparently, even they weren't allowed in the hotels where the Oscars were taking place, even if they were in Oscar winning movies. Oh, I've heard that before, which is like, insane. Unreal. So like that part I found interesting. However, um, they took, like, a lot of liberty. Like, Rock Hudson decides that before he's even made it in this career, he'd rather be openly gay than a movie star. So, which is crazy to me in 1947 Hollywood. I mean, it's sad. Like, I wish that it always had been this way and, and still it could be that but people so who are gay. But there are positive stars right now and it's 2020. Exactly. It's, like, very difficult in Hollywood. And also, it was a multiracial couple. A multiracial same-sex couple. But Rock Hudson ends up coming out on the Oscars red carpet in 1947. And it's, like, not even that big of a deal. Like, they're, like, kind of upset about it, but not really. And, like, I wish we lived in that world. But, like, it's just, like, so... We obviously don't. Yeah, and it's, like, why even introduce this point of conflict if you're just going to be like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. And that was my, like, upsetting part of the whole show was, like, every point of conflict was, like, immediately resolved. And part of me was like, oh, well, is it supposed to be, like, the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I haven't. I know I'm uh- supposed to. I, like, don't watch any really famous movies except for, like, stupid 90s chick flicks. Okay, well, I would rather you watch Space Jam before you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, okay. I I really, I will watch Space Jam. I promise. (laughs) However, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is very good. And so I was like, maybe they're trying to make it so that it's like a double entendre and like everything has a Hollywood ending just like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But like, it's not done well. And it's like, the plot is so lacking and lazy. And like, Okay, so, like, Jack's pregnant wife, remember how I mentioned yeah. her? Okay, so she's, like, a total barrier to his career and everything. And then, like, in, like, two minutes, you find out, guess what? The twins aren't even his. She's been fucking someone else. And, by the way, she's leaving him, so now he's single. And it's oh like, my God. oh, okay, cool then. Like, that whole problem was, like, immediately resolved. And now he can date his hot co-star and be absolved of the guilt that he was actually cheating on his wife by being a male escort. Yeah, you have not sold me on this show. Yeah, it's like there. Oh, also, by the way, Jack's new girlfriend is the daughter of one of his top clients, and they're also, like, totally chill about it. She's fine with him banging her daughter, but actually dating her yeah. daughter? Yeah, and, like, I know that this would be an alternate world because your parents are very much together, but, like, if your mom was single and you found out you were sleeping with the same person? No, I mean, I I honestly can't even go in that headspace <laughs> because 
That is so messed up. But did I tell you? So one of my girlfriends. Always... <laughs> Wait, did I tell you it actually? Yeah, happened? did I tell you that one time? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going down that path with my mom and I. I promise. Um, I was like posting something stupid about my dating life on my Instagram story, and one of my girlfriends from high school replied to me, and she said that she didn't go on a date with this dude, but in their like talking on Hinge or whatever app he asked her if she would be like if she was into father-son relationships and like if she'd be willing to like sleep with him and his dad oh my what did she say i think she like blocked him immediately oh my god but like the fact that that's like a thing that someone is like just gonna casually say before that you've met them that's very scary and very creepy. There's no way. And especially, like, if it happened and I found out about it after the fact, like, happened in this show, I'd be livid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would be. I'm not sure. I might join a convent and I'm Jewish. Like, I'm not sure I could ever have sex with someone again. Yeah. I'm no. I never. No. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. So that was, honestly, to me, this whole show was very creepy. It was very lacking. Um, It was so, it was, like, so stupid. And, like, okay, so a lot of consumers seem to disagree with me. Like, I looked through the face, or the Instagram comments, and, like, people seem really into it. But, like, critics totally agree with me. So, like, yeah, I don't so, know. I, I mean, we're, I have- we are critics. We're critics. Yeah, we're Rober and Ebert, or whatever their names yeah, are. Yeah, Ebert and Roper, a millennial yeah. version. And female. Yeah. yeah, and female. Yeah, like, but I guess I just have a refined taste in shows. You do. Yeah, but even listen to this quote uh, from an IndieWire article. They said that this show proves an entertaining diversion, but it carries less weight than the smog hovering over L.A., Oh, my God. And it's so true. It was, like, honestly so, so bad. Um, for the, Like, in the same way that I'm getting, like, fired up that I got about Sex in the City because I love it so much. Yeah. I'm getting fired up because this was so bad. Yeah. It sounds horrible. I'm not going to lie to you. I will definitely not be watching the show. And from, like, first glance, it looked like it would be good. But then you said you watched it and you were like, oh, my God, it's horrible. So then I just I trusted you blindly and didn't well, I think appreciate twice. That. And I I'm glad Aubrey now. Should. Um, I mean, I would I would love to get into a debate about this. If you're someone listening and you like loved this show or you disagree with me, I would love to know what you saw in it because I saw nothing. I would like legit Please message us if you have a different opinion about this show. Yeah, slide into our DMs. We love, as you can see, we love arguing and getting fired up about stuff. <laughs> about things that are really important. About things that are important in life, obviously. <laughs> like, no, I show. would love to know um, because it just, it's bad. And like, would I rather go on a date than this? Like, I guess I'm in a relationship now. So like, obviously, but I would rather go on like, one of my worst hinge dates than watch this show again oh wow that's saying a lot I don't think I would go oh my god my worst hinge date I don't know if I could do it again is that the one where the guy drank four beers in one hour yeah but he was also kind of a low-key catfish 
because he was like 10 years older than any of his pictures. It was to the point where the bartender asked me if I was okay. Oh, yeah, that is bad. I forgot that happened. Um, also, you have a thing for young looking guys. So he probably <laughs> looks like 28. I like, everyone mentions this. It makes me sound weird. I just don't <laughs> like facial hair. Yeah, you like a clean, baby, I like smooth a clean face. Cut. Yeah, so he probably looked 28, and you were like, this lie. No, he looked old. (laughs) Like, he looked old, and he was, like, way, like, heavier. And he took me to, like, a horrible bar. We sat at the bar of, like, a weird, like, I would have preferred going to an Applebee's than this (laughs) bar. Applebee's is good. I I know. I love Applebee's. That's, That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that is the type of place that this man took me to. But I would have rather been at an Applebee's. I do love Applebee's. Well, honestly, I would say that this show was the Applebee's of shows. Okay. No, not even Applebee's. No, like something worse. It was a Ruby Tuesday. Maybe like a Golden Corral. Do you you ever go to a Golden Corral? Actually, that is something I'm really mourning from coronavirus is I really love buffets and I'm sad that they're probably gone. I know, but I will tell you. So in Alabama, I did go to a buffet, but they had people with masks that were serving you in like a buffet style. So you had a tray, but then you picked what items you wanted and like you didn't do any of the touching. It was like a catered, I guess, like. I don't like know a cafeteria. It. Yeah, it was like a cafeteria. Well, so that's good to hear. Maybe those type of buffets will be the new norm, which honestly will probably be a lot more sanitary because you know people like touch the shit in the buffets and like kids and stuff. So it Do you could remember be that time you and I did a cute little couples cooking class together? Yeah, we made cheese. We did, and I refused to eat any of the food because all the people touching it and, like, licking their fingers in our class grossed me out so much. I do remember that, and I, like, ate it all. I didn't care. That's, <laughs> no, like, that's her life. I ate it, yeah. It, I could not. It, it didn't gross me out. Me out. I didn't bad. even, I remember not even noticing, and you were like, Molly, look I, at that woman. She's licking your fingers. And I was like, oh, yeah, she is. And you were like, <laughs> I can't believe that you're, like, not freaking out about this. I'm like, it's scarred me I still think about that and I'm scarred so I mean, you're right in hindsight that great. was gross I don't know why it didn't affect me but it's... now that we know just how easily germs are spread it's grosser but I will say like so maybe I will be glad with like more sanitary buffets yeah no that's like it could be a good thing I do love a pizza hut buffet I haven't been to like uh. a I haven't been to a physical Pizza Hut in so long. Does Pizza Hut still have the buffet? Because I thought that was a very exclusively 90s thing. Maybe it's maybe they don't. I mean, I probably haven't been since like 2008. So like, they might not exist anymore. But I just. I but mean, I, I think we should bring them back. red cups. Those red yes. cups and then uh, the bread The sticks. like plastic Yeah, the plastic ones. red cups, mm-hmm. like clear cups, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, we've really like gone. Yeah, we took a full turn. Yeah, we we digressed. Yeah, we've covered it all. Here's where you get your breaking news on buffets, (laughs) dating, terrible shows. Um, Yeah, it's everything you need. 
as you can see, this is a really good podcast. It's got everything. It's got a little bit of everything for everyone. <laughs> if you're not interested in TV, maybe you're interested in dating. Maybe you're interested in Golden Corral. Maybe you're interested in Pizza Hut. We don't know. We have a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you're just our friends who are listening to be supportive, thank you for bearing with us. Yes, we love you so much. I love when you guys send us Snapchats or like texts of listening. It makes our days. So keep doing that because we're narcissistic. And if you're not our friend and you haven't already, rate, review, and subscribe and follow us at Broads Who Binge. Bye, guys. Exciting news. Broads Who Binge is now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So pick your favorite platform. And if you're enjoying this, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.